the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Is God all-powerful? Does God know how I'm hurting? Is God really in control? It really comes down to the question of trust. Can we truly trust God with our lives? Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Storms happen to all of us. We live in a world where there is trouble, conflict, difficulties, and no one is immune. At such times, we struggle with questions like like this. Is God all-powerful? Does God know how I'm hurting? Is God really in control? Does God involve himself in the affairs of our life? Well, we struggle with questions like that. We all secretly ask those questions from time to time. But it really comes down to the question of trust. Can we truly trust God with our lives? Well, I took the text uh, from Acts chapter 29 where Paul I'm not going to go into the detail. I've gone into it already. Was on his way to Rome to stand before Caesar. There was a terrible storm. Everything began so beautiful. Everything was so nice. Everything was so good. They were sailing along. And then this nor'easter came, a hurricane of great force. And it appeared as though all on the ship, all lives would be lost. The ship was literally falling apart. That's a picture of sometimes our family. Difficulties come that we just feel that the marriage is falling apart. Our family is falling apart. Our lives are falling apart. Our finances are falling apart. Everything is falling apart. And there's, there's seemingly no hope. There's, there's nothing that we can think of and see ahead that we're going to come out of this. We have the Thars with us today. They lost their little boy when he was, what, 10 or 12 years old? Seven. Seven. They lost him. He's in heaven. He's not with them anymore. They're hurting. They're missionaries. Does things like this happen to missionaries? They take their children to Africa? The child... Is it malaria? 
He gets malaria doing God's work. Now, here are, here's the question. Is God all-powerful? Is God really in control? Does God involve himself in our affairs? Storms come. I want to tell you about a storm that I had many years ago. There were a lot of things happened in that little church that I pastored in Baltimore. I maybe was 26, 28 years old, working on a master's degree at New York University, and I had a trial of faith like I've never had before or after. One of my assignments while studying world religions, and I wanted to know about the religions of the world. I wanted to know about Hinduism, Buddhism, Shintoism, Taoism, um, Judaism, uh, the uh, Islam faith. I, I wanted to know. I wanted to compare. And so I took this course. Well, one of my assignments was to go to the museums and look at these caskets and these tombs and, and these mummies and, and, and read the inscriptions and the scriptures that were written. And I had my notebook. Uh, this is my assignment. I had to write it all up. And I began to read those, those scriptures of these other religions. Now, America is a very tolerant nation. One study says that 92% of the American people believe in God. The um, July issue of Time magazine that just came to my home says 70% of Americans believe in God. And they believe that you can get to God in, a numerous, uh, in numerous ways. Uh, you get to God your way, and I'll get to God my way, and somebody else will get to God their way. And, and, and this is humanistic thinking. This is what Americans believe. But the Bible says differently. There was one who took our sins. Only one. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. But America is not listening to what Jesus says. They are listening to their own failing logic and their own reasoning. They're putting their own thinking, their own reasoning ahead of what God says. Now, who's smarter, God or me? <laughs> and they're saying, me is smarter. <laughs> and uh, this is how the American people believe. But there is only one who went to Calvary and bore my sins in his own body on the tree. And through confession and repentance, my sins can be forgiven. And I know then that I'm a child of the God and I'm going to go to heaven. I'm trusting the reasoning of the Lord. Well, as I read these scriptures, there was a power or an influence that came over me. Now, I preached every Sunday morning, but I began to think, there are all these beautiful, quote, beautiful religions. Is mine the only way to God? And those thoughts began to plague my mind. And yet I would develop a scripture and a sermon, and I would preach it, and I would go back to NYU, and I would study again, and I couldn't get those thoughts out of my mind. There are many ways to God. And I would say, no, there isn't. My, I would fight back with my logic and my thinking. There is only one way to God, and that's through Calvary and the shed blood of Jesus. And yet those thoughts... I was obsessed with those thoughts. I didn't hear any voices, but I, the thoughts were just as loud until I became tormented. 
I'm preaching one gospel, and my brain and my thoughts are telling me something different. You see, <clears throat> when I read the inscriptions, that's why I, I, I want to hold the Bible near to my heart and say, thank God for the truth. It's the truth that will set us free. But when we become interested and begin to look into other ways uh, and other thoughts, there, there is a power in the Word of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. But there is also a power in other religions and in their scriptures. And as all these other religions, basically it's a moral or ethical way. If I do good and treat my neighbor right, I'm going to be okay. That means I'm my own savior. I can work it out so I can get to heaven. Just do right by my neighbor. Basically, that's it. But those scriptures carried an influence. Now, something very similar happened to Jesus when he was into the wilderness. Satan came to him and said, if you're the son of God. Now, listen, if the devil can talk to Jesus, he can talk to you too. And he is talking. And people are listening. And that's why we're coming up with all this erroneous doctrine and teachings and, and this uh, un, unbelief that is actually destroying people's hearts and, and their hope of heaven. And the devil kept telling Jesus, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God. And Jesus kept answering the devil with the scripture. He would always come back with the scripture. And so that's, that's all I can compare what was happening to me. I read the other scriptures and the power and influence of that got into me like seed. We talk about the seed of the word of God. Open my ears and heart that I might hear your word, that the word might be a seed coming forth and bringing forth a fruit a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. Well, the same thing is true in the religions of the world and these other erroneous scriptures the, the, the seed got into, got into me, and I had to fight, I had to pray, I had to believe, and it went on and on and on until I felt like, I'm, am I going to go crazy? I can't get this out of my mind, and I'm a minister of the gospel, and I couldn't tell my congregation. Now, that was a long time ago. I'm, I'm a far removed from being 26 years old. And so now, as an older man, I can tell you, as an old man, I can tell you, what I went through, and it was a crisis of faith. Well, if I would have allowed that to continue, I may have lost my soul. I certainly would have lost my ministry. My faith was being challenged. Friends, there are times when your faith will be challenged until you feel like your Christian's experience is going to be dashed against the rocks. And you're going to say, why the church? Why prayer? I heard that for years. It's not working for me. When you start believing that and reasoning that way, then you're in a very difficult place. The devil has so sidetracked you. Your focus now is off Jesus. That's all he wants to do is to get your focus off of Jesus. That's all. Friend, you have to fight back with the word of God and with the scripture. You have to fight back. Remember the prayers that you've prayed that have been answered. And now begin to give thanks to God for what God has done. That's why a little while ago we gathered in circles. And I said, pray a prayer. 
right now a prayer of thanksgiving. Not a long prayer, but a short prayer. But you should certainly be thankful. Surely you can remember something to be thankful for. And as you thank God, you will experience God. Amen. This is his holy word. So I begin to think what God did for me. I begin to remember the salvation that came to me. And as I begin to remember, I begin to rejoice again. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, it, and the presence of God begin to come back. If you want the presence of God, begin to thank God. That will bring the presence of God quicker than anything else. So drop the anchor of faith. You're going on the rocks. Your, your spiritual life is going aground if you don't. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There's an unseen, invisible force. Thank God there's an unseen, visible force in the Bible. You begin to read the Bible, there's a power and a presence that will come to you. You will begin to feel strengthened. I remember talking to my, my nephew, and he said to me a long time ago, he said, Uncle Jack, he said, I, I don't know that I believe I don't, under, I don't even understand the Bible. And I said, Gregory, I don't, that, that, that's not important that you understand it. Just read it. Just read it. Go anywhere. Start anywhere. But start reading it. The understanding will come, but there will come a presence. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. God originally breathed this. And you know what? God is still in this. He is still breathing it. Out of those inscriptions on those tombs, there was a presence that came, an unseen, invisible something that's got into my heart, into my head. Well, there is a power, an unseen, invisible presence. It's called the Holy Spirit. It will come if you read it. That's why I'm doing everything within my power to preach the word here on Sunday morning, to get you into small groups, to get you into Sunday school, to encourage you to have private and family devotions. Only then you will have the power to live a victorious and a wonderful, joyous Christian life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take the word of God and live. Take the word of God and live the abundant life. The next anchor I dropped was the anchor of prayer. Faith in a loving God who hears and answers prayer. I began to pray. I didn't feel like praying. I didn't even want to pray. I was so confused and so mixed up. But prayer, friend, listen to me. Prayer from the humblest, most insignificant person. That prayer will reach into the world of angels where the throne of God is. When you don't feel like it, you say it anyway. Say it anyway. And that prayer goes into the presence of God. You become at that moment part of two worlds. You're still in this world, but your voice, your thoughts, your thanksgiving has now transcended and reached another world. And there's nothing that can stop your prayer. There's nothing you say, well, I just don't feel like it. Do it anyway. You've got to do it anyway. And as you do, your prayer will, it will, it will it'll go through the smog. The layers of smog can't shut it out. Your prayer will penetrate the smog. Your, your prayer will penetrate the, the, the clutter and the noise. Nothing will be able to drown it out. Your prayer will make it to heaven every time. Every time. So pray and believe the Lord and he will be there to help you. In that moment, that weak person, weak in faith, weak 
in, in, a, in the relationship with the Lord. But in that moment of believing, when you drop the anchor of faith, when you drop the anchor of prayer, now you're in communion with God. Now, now you become a, 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 a Samson line killer. Now you become a Goliath line slayer. Now you become a Peter walking on water. When? When you pray. When you pray. I heard you say amen. <laughs> God brings you through. God does not turn a deaf ear. God is with you to bless you and to help you when you pray. Friend, I must tell you this. Listen to me closely. It's not mind power that brings you through. It's not willpower that brings you through. It's not soul power that brings you through. It's faith and communion with God that brings you through. Your prayers make you a giant killer. Your prayers make you a lion killer. Your prayers will cause you to do the impossible. Walk on water. This is what God will do. He will bless you. And when we, as limited as we are, and we are limited people, we are very weak, we are very limited people, but when you pray and believe, when you have faith and you pray and believe, as limited as you are at that moment, you become a no-limited person. Did you hear what I said? You can transcend, you can go beyond. In Jesus, you become sufficient. In Jesus. But you try to fix it yourself. You say, oh, I just need some more willpower. Who do you think you are? There's invisible spirits of evil that has attacked you. And all your willpower will not bring you through. But God power will. Amen. God power. Then you take the word of God. When, when Corinne was... Mother and grandmother came home and told her that your daddy has just died at age 42. She's 14. She went out on the step, and she sat on the back porch steps, and the word of God came to her. Did you hear what I said? Now, it won't come to you if you don't know it. But if you know it, the Holy Spirit will bring it to you in your deepest trial. And the word of God came to her that there's going to be a rapture someday that Jesus is coming back someday, that the dead in Christ will rise someday, and I'll see Daddy again. <laughs> All hope is not gone. There is hope in Jesus Christ, and he's coming again, and that sustained her and brought her to the place that she is even to this very day. The Word of God. When I was reading the, the Word of Confucius, of, of Tao, as I was reading the five kings and the writings of, of, of Confucianism, Shintoism, Taoism, those words started getting into me. But it was when I turned to the word of God, when I turned to prayer, when I began to trust the Lord and I said, God, I'm weak. I'm, I'm fighting a battle that I can't fight. I'm fighting a battle that I can't win. It was then that God came through and brought me victorious all the way. He blessed me and helped me. You see, friends, there's three things in this life that you're going to have in the world to come. You're not going to leave everything behind. You're going to take your soul into eternity. 
the soul that is within you now, you're going to have that forevermore. That will go with you when you leave this life. The second thing that you have that will go with you when you leave this life is the Word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God will abide forever. The Word of God is His very breath, and He breathed it, and He will continue to breathe it into you, and you will feel His strength, and you will become an overcomer and victorious in Jesus. And the third thing that you're going to take with you when you leave this life is the church. Jesus is going to rapture the church. There are three things you're going to take if you're in Christ. Your soul, the Holy Word, I hold it to my heart with you every Sunday morning. And it so pleases me when I see you hold the Bible and say, God, I thank you for it. Because what you have in your hand, and if you have it in your heart, you're going to take it out of this world. The breath of God is in this book. And God will breathe on you through these holy words. The church. You see, the church belongs to Jesus. It's something that he's building. Jesus said, I will build my church in Matthew 16. And the church is indestructible and invincible. Now, you must listen to me very closely now because I'm going to have to stop. But I have to finish this message. This is the second week I've, I've come to it. But God wants you to hear and to know. The church is indestructible and invincible. Say those words with me. The church is indestructible and invincible. Now, if you are part of the church, you are indestructible and invincible. So it said, I can go to heaven without the church. No, you can't. No, you can't. Jesus said, I will build my church. Jesus died and gave himself for the church. The church is the bride of Christ. The church not only lives in this world, but it's going to live in the world to come. And if you ignore the church here, when the rapture takes place or when you leave this world, you're going out without the church. Meaning now you are no longer invincible. You are no longer a no-limited person. You no, no longer are prepared to live the Christian life now and to enter the presence of the Lord. You see, the church, Jesus said this, listen to me, friends, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The gates of hell, meaning in the Old Testament times, when, when the gates of the city would open up, and the city would charge out its armies. The gates with all of the forces that are, are now open that are going through to attack the enemy. Jesus said that the, the very enemy and the gates of hell, hell can open its mouth and come against you with all of the fury of damnation. But the church is indestructible. The church is triumphant. And if you're in the church, you're indestructible. And you're triumphant. And if you're not in the church, you're not in Christ. If you're in Christ, you're in the church. And you're a winner. You're victorious forevermore. Hallelujah. Do you know Jesus? If you know Jesus, you're in the church. If you don't know Jesus, you're not part of the church. And if you know Jesus, you're going to want to be in the church. Not only the church invisible, but the church visible. I need you and you need me. We need each other. I'm on your side. You're on my side. We're on God's side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris. 
Thanks for listening to The Healing Word on WAVA Monday through Friday, coming to you from the Largo Community Church, Mitchellville, Maryland. The Largo Community Church is a Bible-believing church. You're invited to come and worship with us. Each Sunday morning, we have two great, wonderful worship services, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I can assure you, you will hear the Word of God. We're located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. That's also South Bowie. Check out our website. That's largocc.org. May the Word of God you hear on this program bring healing and wholeness to your life. Spiritual healing, emotional healing, physical healing. In Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent His Word and healed them. We appreciate your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. Friend, Jesus loves you, and we love you too. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.